Welcome back to another dope edition of Defining Legacy. Again, I'm your host, Theus Elijah McBee. Um, and before we tap into today's episode, again, a quick shout out to our sponsor, the online store of Defining Legacy, which can be found at the link in the description of this episode. All right, we have hoodies, tees, long sleeves, even mugs, even, even masks as well, okay? All right, so feel free to check out the link in the description of this episode for Defining Legacy's online store. All right, now, with that being said, let's hop right into the episode, all right? Today's guest, we have Chris Lee. What's going on, man? Good to see you. Hey, what's up? What's going on, Theus? Thank you for having me. Absolutely, absolutely, man. It's definitely an honor and a privilege to, to have you on the show. Um, so if you could, man, just kind of introduce yourself and tell us um, what it is that you do. Yeah, so um, I'm online. Uh, I go by Chris Lee TV. I am a really a social media influencer, um, turn a truck driver turned social media influencer. Um, I got my CDO in 2017. And I started documenting my journey on YouTube. I took it over to Instagram, uh, Facebook, uh, and now TikTok. And it's kind of helped me um, network and grow my brand and monetize uh, different types of things as far as uh, books, uh, merchandise and um, just having a great network of people who um, present different types of opportunities to me. So how'd you, you know, I know you mentioned 2017, how'd you first get introduced to getting your CDL? Um, so I had wanted to get my CDL, uh, like I would look on Craigslist and stuff like that for different types of jobs. Um, I, I always like jumped in and out of jobs um, when I was younger. So. I was on Craigslist and like I saw us like a company was hiring for a CDL driver and they were looking, they were going to train me and put me in a truck and stuff like that. And I went actually to the orientation, but um, I like kind of disclosed that to my family and they're like, well, you should probably go to college. It might be a little bit better for you. Um, so that's what I did uh, after high school. I went to community college for my basics and then I went to uh, the University of North Texas for a bachelor's in science uh, to uh, get a degree in behavior analysis. And um, that didn't work out. And then I tried phlebotomy and uh, those things just weren't what it was for me. So I started a moving company while I was um, just going in and out of jobs and things like that. And uh, that was something that I, I did for a while, like two years. And I but unbeknownst to me, I, I was in the logistics industry at that time. And, um, you know, my wife now um, was my girlfriend then. And she was like, hey, uh, just one day randomly, like, hey, you're doing all these moves. Uh, you should probably think about getting your CDL and getting into the trucking industry. So I was like, yeah, like I thought about that before. Let me just go ahead and do it because um, it's coming back around, you know, full circle. And that opportunity was still there. And I actually got my CDL for free uh, through the workforce in Texas. Um, they paid for it. So like January of uh, 2017 is when I went and got the CDL. And um, I think I graduated by February 7th is when I graduated from CDL school. And I had a job. Uh, so I graduated Friday um, and I had a job Monday. I was in orientation. And um, that's the momentum I needed because I had actually lost my job. I, my car was repoed. And, um, you know, I was going through like some financial struggles. And like this was the first time I was able to see some real money uh, throughout all of my jobs. Mm. So what did that mean to you um, to kind of see that first paycheck and to kind of put it all into perspective about, you know, where you were at that time beforehand and then now receiving that that first, uh, I guess, deposit from from actually doing that? Yeah, so the first paycheck isn't as significant as uh, me saving $10,000 uh, on my own without it being like a financial aid check or something like that. Um, that's kind of hard to do at a nine to five uh, when you're working uh, like retail or warehouse, um, unless you're like staying at home, which is hard to do um, a lot of, well, as far as like a, an ego type thing, it's hard to do like a lot of us when we're younger, we want to move out and be on our own and, uh, you know, stick our chest out. And uh, we, we aren't always fully uh, prepared for those responsibilities. So I'll say that first 10,000, that first 10,000 saved, I was like, okay, like I'm doing something right. 
with my life. I'm, I'm doing something that I know um, that will benefit me and my family. And um, the opportunities that came with that um, are really like setting me up to provide generational wealth. Mm. So was there a moment um, outside of, you know, just getting your certificate or, you know, graduate from school uh, for the, for the CDL, was there a moment where you finally realized like, okay, this is it, you know, this, this is what's for me. Cause I know you mentioned before that some of the other things may not have worked out, but now it seems, correct me if I'm wrong, that this has kind of been, um, you know, a successful thing for you. For, so was there yeah. a moment? Um, so I would say a moment when I realized like, this is it is when I, w- I, w- I got in my first truck, I think when I either when I got in my first truck as a company driver or as a lease driver, it's been a while. But there was really no one else in the truck to bother me, to look over my head, to be like, hey, do this, do that. Or where I could I had to ask to go to the bathroom. I had to ask to, you know what I'm saying, or lunch is at 12. Like I have freedom to where I can stop and you know if I want to go play golf I can go do that as long as it kind of is in my route I can go you know I can stop and go eat at a restaurant and and explore cities and I have that um you know that freedom to do that without having to ask someone as long as my load picks up as I as long as I pick my load up and deliver it on time uh the in-between is no one you know what I'm saying no one really cares how does that feel though to, I guess, to kind of be in a little bit more control um, of your time. It's awesome. Um, it's amazing. The, the last time I, I felt something like this, my mom, uh, she worked for American Airlines when I was younger. So it was like I had wings, right? I could get up and uh, fly anywhere because she had us uh, on her passes. So like it had been a while since I had experienced something like that to where I could like just get up and go anywhere in the country. And, um, you know, that's a feeling that I, I, you know, it's almost, almost indescribable. Um, no one can really, uh, hold you down. Like, and it's a, it's a funny, a funny joke that we have in our trucking group, uh, that I have in my trucking group on Twitter. It's just like, uh, when you, when the guys get frustrated at home, all the married guys is like, they, you're using your truck to run away from home. Like, why are you running away, running away from your kids? Yeah. <laughs> but it's just like, you know, um, the money has to be made. The money's out there to be made. Um, all these guys, are, we all support our families. We're all men, uh, family men. Um, and, you know, it's, a, it's an interesting dynamic. A lot of people can't uh, understand the dynamic. Um, a lot of people want to be home and uh, that's what hinders some people from not being in the industry. How's, how's the timing of it all, right? Like, so you mentioned before, obviously having a nine to five, but how is that now in terms of, you know, what it is, you know, I guess during the regular day? Uh, so like I said, with, with the nine to five, you really have to, um, you know, you wake up at a certain hour, you, you, you're told kind of what to do. You're, you have to go to lunch at a certain time. You have to, um you leave at a certain time you have to ask for a bathroom break or whatever make sure someone's covering the registers or you have to be on the phone for a certain amount of time you have to do so many uh sales calls and things like that like it's a lot of pressure um it's a lot of anxiety uh that people build up and office politics office politics is uh something that you know uh i know that a lot of people are reluctant to go back into the office uh, with everything going on because um, maybe there's someone at work that they don't like or someone that annoys them and then you have to go through HR and it's a whole process. Um, I don't have that. It's just me and my puppy. You know what I'm saying? And then if people call me and I don't want to talk to them, I don't answer my phone. Mm. That That's kind of, you know, cool though. I guess when you put in that into that kind of um, perspective, like the industry and, and the business that you're in, it's like, it's kind of a mm-hmm. solo thing, right? It's not, for sure. I know obviously you have coworkers, but it's still like you driving. Um, right. So is, is it ever a nervous thing? You know, not necessarily saying, are you nervous yeah. now? But like when you first get started, like it's still, you know, it's not a regular car. Or it's not like, you know, you're driving. Yeah, yeah. Car. It's not, man. I was super nervous when I first started um, because it's such a large vehicle. Um, I didn't know how to. I started off in a manual. I didn't know how to shift gears in a, in a, in a car. So me getting in that truck, um, it was just a whole new learning curve that I had to get over. Um, 
But like I said, um, just putting that aside and understanding that it was a bigger, it was bigger than me, right? It was something I had to do, not just for me, but for my family. Mm -hmm. Um, I've always wanted to um, have generational wealth and that's, you know, that this, that was a sacrifice I had to make Mm -hmm. to put myself in position to um, get to that, you know, saying those, those generational wealth opportunities. Yeah. And, you know, obviously when we talk about generational wealth, you mentioned family. Um, So if you could just dive a little bit more deep into that in terms of like what it means to like really be focused on something that's, you know, bigger than yourself. Right. Yeah. So I have a, my daughter was born in September. So she's about four months old. Right. And my son is 11. Um, and just me growing up, I was always, you know what I'm saying? We were kind of, we kind of bounced around. Like my mom worked a lot. So we had to have people watch us. And like, I could never really get a firm grasp of like knowledge on what people um, would do for money. Like there was some people who worked, some people who, you know what I'm saying, sold drugs, some people who, um, you know, stole and did other things. So it was like, what, what, where do I fit in, in all of this? And like, I had to go through those cycles of like, okay, this is what they did. Let me try This is what they did. Let me try Okay. This is not working. This is where this is going to uh, put me long-term if I do this and I get caught. Right. Um, so with me having children, I had to set an example and uh, let them see what I think I wanted to see as a, a, a young child. And I, I did see it eventually. And we can talk about that, but I saw it while well, I talk about it now. I saw it eventually when I left uh, where I'm from is Saginaw, Michigan. And I came to Texas and a lot of the kids that I hung out with, their fathers were uh, NBA players, uh, NFL players. Uh, we would go to their houses and, you know, um, they would have, there would be like mansions with, with like million dollar mansions. Um, and I was like, yo, this is just something. It was something that I probably wasn't supposed to see growing up where I grew up, but I saw it. It exposed me to a whole other side of, and these were, these were Black people, you know, and uh, they looked like me. So that's how I kind of got motivated to be like, well, this is something that I can do for my children, even though I don't come from this background. There's, you know what I'm saying? I have, I have nothing but time on earth until I'm not here to strive and reach for, for goals that I know are attainable. Because I see people that look like me um, get them, even though I, I don't play football or I don't um, play basketball. My father uh, isn't a football player, a basketball player. Uh, there are different types of uh, things you can set as a foundation. Um, there are different things that I've stumbled upon as far as uh, investments, life insurance, mm. um, having royalties. I, um, you know, I wrote I wrote books like for my children. Um this is a book on financial literacy and a book on uh, just being organized as a truck driver, but those royalties, they go on forever. Uh, as long as people buy them and I have, uh, you know, there's marketing behind them. Uh, there's, there's really, you know, things like that, things like rental income. And, and uh, I, I, I leverage my CDL to buy vending machines. I leverage my CDL to, um, you know, just pay off my car. Like yeah. just having assets that um, make me money yeah. is something that, you know, I, I thought was really important. I had to figure that out. I didn't, I wasn't aware of things like that when I was younger, um, as far as like real estate and things like that. But I've bought real estate with my CDO mm-hmm. and, um, you know, I've been able to really leverage it to not only purchasing things, but uh, to make the brand that I have money. Um, from affiliate links and brand deals. Um, so as long as I have a, I actually have a, a trucking company and a media company. So if my children want to get into trucking, uh, they can do that. If they want to get into the media marketing side of things, um, I have those businesses set up now and there's money coming into them from like different brand deals, different affiliates, different courses and books, you know, uh, that's feeding the business. So there's a transition in that, right? I mean, even going back right. to the beginning of your story, the idea 
of, you know, working down to fives, certain things not working out and saving up to 10K. And then now the idea of, you know, having a little bit better pay, but at the same time, using that money to buy assets, using that money to spend, you know, on things that actually um, bring you more value instead of um, immediately spending it on things that may not. So what's been your mindset toward to that? Like, you know, coming, I guess, from humble beginnings, but even once you got money, you, you didn't just say, all right, you know what? I'm going to spend this on something else. All right. So when I was like, when I moved out of my mom's house, I was like 18. Um, I had, I worked at a job, you know what I'm saying? I wasn't going down like the, the full right, like the right path. Like I, saw, like I said earlier, like the people I grew up around, I kind of mimic what I saw. So um, I got into some things where um, it wasn't the, the right thing to do but in doing that I came upon a lot of money and um not having the mindset on what to do with the money because it you know I'm saying sometimes when you get uh the term fast money in our community like you get fast money um like things come with that fast money and fast money comes fast and it goes fast mm. so I blew through that money I um I was buying cars I was buying jewelry diamonds I was buying um, you know, designer clothes. I was buying um, just crazy things. I was getting sections at the club, uh, making sure that we had model service. Um, we were going out to eat, doing extravagant dinners at like the finest restaurants, buying bags for my wife, that then my girlfriend. Like, I did all that. Um, and then at the end of the day, like, people disappeared after the money disappeared and um it was just like i hit rock bottom mm. and while i was like there i was you know i um i picked up robert kiyosaki's book like a, like a, when high school or something like that but I, I read like the first chapter but then i also picked up a book called powernomics and um I, I, i've always been like a book reader like when we were growing up like i said my mom would work um, so sometimes we would get dropped off at the library and we'd be at the library all day. So like, there's not much you can do at a library, but read. So reading has always been like, uh, something that, you know what I'm saying? I've been able to just be comfortable with and escape, you know what I'm saying? Realities. Um, so picking up books, like I said, Robert Kiyosaki and Powernomics uh, by Dr. Claude Anderson to help me get a different type of mindset and like in that in that powernomics book uh claude anderson talked about different ways to get the our community out of um where we are and, and and get to a better a better reality a better life and better opportunities so i didn't finish that book i think i read a chapter of that book but i understood what he was saying so and in, in not wanting to or be, wanting to do like exactly what he said in the steps that he said, uh, it was always in the back of my mind that now I have to help the, the next man that looks like me. I have to make sure that he knows what I know. Mm -hmm. um, so like I said, I, I had that in the back of my mind, but like I said, I came upon some money, blew through it, hit rock bottom. Um, and then I'm trying to figure out like, how do, how do I get back? How do I get that money back? And I'm working, like I said, nine to fives and it's not working out. Um, that's when I started my moving company and that gave me like a little extra money on the side. Um, but you know, um, being able to, yeah, go ahead. Now I was going to say when you were spending money on those things, I mean, you mentioned, you know, the bottle service and the clubs and the sections, um, and the jewelry, would you say it was worth it? Yeah. Um, I feel like the experience was worth it. Uh, it was one of the more, fun times i think you know what I'm saying life is to be experienced mm -hmm. um now if i would have invested that money and to uh something at that time like i'm still pretty young at that time like 18 or 21 now, if i would have invested that money and saved like vending machines at that time or um you know uh, uh a jump house rental service uh something a cleaning service if I would have invested that money back into that, and then I could have, you know what I'm saying, uh, just, what, what do you call it? 
when when you uh, uh delayed gratification yeah i could have delayed the gratification and by at 25 27 i could have been you know what i'm saying in in greece popping mm. those getting that bottle service mm. and i could have been in paris mm. buying the designer but um like i said i, I didn't what i what i wish i would have had someone asked me this earlier um if i could go back and change it i wouldn't change it but i, I what i do wish is that I had a mentor to be like, okay, um, like, and, and actually some, a mentor who's doing it, not just someone who's talking about it, someone who may have been through that type of situation. And then they can be like, okay, I did that, whatever will rule, like, but this is how you do it the right way. So that when, when you're 27, then you're, you know what I'm saying? You're still, you still have a lot of youth. You still have a lot of opportunities, but you have bigger opportunities here to make bigger moves, bigger plays. Yeah. And and the reason why I asked that question is, you know, you, you said, I think, perfectly, like life is meant to be lived um, like, you know, as a financial literacy advocate, sometimes people have like, oh, you shouldn't spend on this. You shouldn't spend on that. Well, the reminder is that everyone is in different financial situations. Right. Um, but, you know, we always have decisions to make and to hear that, you know, in the heat of the moment, it was fun. Right. I think that's the also the yeah. part that people tend to forget. It's like even though you might be spending money on things that to some people may not matter. You having fun, right? right? Like it, it ain't like yeah, you're yeah. you miserable. Like if you if you got a right, section right. or stuff like that, that's that's fun, you know? For sure. But would you say though that you've kind of uh learned from that? And not necessarily saying that you wouldn't spend money on those things ever again, but like or have any regrets, but just the idea of like, all right, now I know the the mm-hmm. purpose of every single dollar, right? And how precious 100%. every dollar might be. Would you say you learn for that? Yeah, I, I think uh not not just the dollar but the time mm. you don't get your youth back you know um and someone in our community um aisha selden she's someone who uh, is a big delayed gratification uh proponent i think she really preaches that and i think she really shows you what can be possible if you do do something like that yeah and and, and it's always interesting to have that like kind of mental battle with yourself is like delayed gratification or mm-hmm. life is short you know what i'm saying like you you constantly you know and, and i always like in my personal opinion i don't think there's a wrong answer um because of the right. fact that you really don't know what's going to happen tomorrow um but at the same time you know especially if you're someone who has a family you have to think you know for the future and everything like that too um but you also mentioned that too like you know in, in terms of one of the books that you read the idea of passing down education and helping out people that look like you. So what does that ultimately mean to you as well? Uh, yeah. So what it means is, you know, just relaying the information that I got in a more simple fashion, people might not pick up those books. People might not be interested in doing that, but people look at me and they're like, okay, if this guy can drive a truck and make all this money, I can definitely do that. Like, okay, what else is he talking about? Um, you know, uh, investing in stocks, being able to do like uh, invest in uh, things like M1 finance and stash and uh, acorns. Mm-hmm. Um, those are really simple things that we're able to grasp and it's not difficult to explain and the, it's hype around it now. So it's a lot easier to get someone to grasp the concept of uh, delayed gratification and investing for your future and your, and your family's future. Yeah. And the last part too, your family's future. Like I always say too, like, you know, however you want to live your life, that's one thing, but understand that like, if you plan to have a family, like, you know, they're going to have to deal with the decisions that you currently make. But yeah, also too, in talking about, you know, family's future, you mentioned um, the books that you have and, and the idea of royalty. Yeah. So talk to us too um, about those. Yeah. So um, like I said, to make it simple for people, um, i created a financial planner. That's what this is. It's for truck drivers. So like I said, reading the book on what Carl Anderson's plan for the black community, um, I thought like, okay, when I got into trucking in 2017, there wasn't any hype around getting into trucking at all. I didn't look at someone and be like, okay, I want to be like them. I want to drive trucks like them. I didn't have that role model. I didn't have that you know, YouTuber who was talking about getting a CDL and coming out here and driving over the road. Um, so, you know, that was what I formulated. It was like, okay, like, how do, they, how, do, how do we not know about this? 
uh, industry? How are we not like really involved in this industry? Um, and our community, I felt like was like missing out. And then like 2018, 2019, 2020, it just blew up. It blew up. Um, I, I have like half a million views i mean a quarter million views on uh youtube from just documenting what i did and that's what if i wasn't able to really like really articulate um how to do everything in the industry um one thing i did was document it so you can see me starting uh at the first company and going through trials and tribulations and 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 learning from that so if i'm not able to to, to tell you how to do it um with my words, I can show you through my actions on my, on my videos. I'm explaining what happened today, you know? Um, and that's not, you know, that's, that was the easiest way for me to, for, to, to reach out and, and uh, help the next man up. So in me doing that, uh, countless people have gotten their CDLs. Uh, countless people have started and drove in, at companies that I've driven at um, and, 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 and are looking to better their lives. I've, I've had um, one of the, I've had like, you know what I'm saying? One some of the things that I've seen, uh, people reach out and they'll, they'll say like, hey, your content really helped me get out of the rut. Uh, one of my, my, my most viewed videos on YouTube is uh, how to pass a drug test. And like in that video, I go and I explain that, uh, that we really only have one life to live. And um, you know, the, that drugs will always be there, but that time won't. So if you can sacrifice that time and do something uh, to where you set yourself up to where you don't need a nine to five, you don't need to be in a truck to work, um, your money is working for you, then you can go back. And like I said, like we, we live, I feel like in, in like different, we have so many lifetimes, right? Like when I was doing that, that was like a whole other part of me. That was a whole other person. Like we evolve as people. And the person that you were 10 years ago is not who you have to be today. Um, so with, with all the stuff, like, and just putting it out there, um, I think, you know, like I said, it's just really to help the next man. It's by documenting it, uh, blogging it, blogging it, uh, putting it out there. People see like, okay, that I've started a family. I, I, I married my wife while, while as being like when I became a truck driver, um, I married my wife. We have a daughter. She was conceived as uh, with my, you know what I'm saying, me being a truck driver. Like my son was conceived when I was, you know what I'm saying, doing the moving company and stuff like that. But like I have a family that I've built with um, this opportunity. So me documenting that, people are able to see like, okay, he's, um, you know, he's, he's married. He's able to be married. He's able to provide for his family. He's able to even like, you know, prosper by, um, having books and having you know what I'm saying videos like those are multiple streams of income like YouTube pays me and um you know I, I just do it so people can see like those opportunities like hey I'm I'm an affiliate for this company or this huge tech giant in trucking like I, and they reached out to me I'm on these podcasts like I look like you like you can do this this I, I haven't reached out I haven't done any uh PR in my life um i've gotten this far just by like i said documenting my journey and um just you know showing people real life yeah what's encouraged you to help people uh i would say that book and then um the book by claude anderson was the the tipping point that's what started it uh then seeing the kids that i grew up around um and how they had already had everything. Mm. They had the MSN, their fathers would buy them Benzes and Jeeps and their mothers would buy them cars and rental properties and designer clothes. And um, I had a friend in high school. I got him his first job. Um, he would drive to Sonic across town. He would drive all the way across town from, to, to work at Sonic with me, but he drove a Benz there. And like the people at Sonic were like, why the heck do you have a job here? Because he had a better, like a more expensive car than everyone who worked there from the top yeah. to the bottom. Right. So me seeing like them, their parents setting them up like that, like with credit, with, you know what I'm saying? So, and, and just the, the networking opportunities that they had, 
um, I was just like, okay, how do I do that at my level? Because I, I will, I'm, I, me being on their level where I'm at now is impossible back then because I don't have parents who set me up like that. So like the, the next best thing for me to do is set my children up like that, mm. right? How do you feel about the statement and the overall mentality of getting it out the mud? And do you think that's something that we should avoid for the next generation and our, and our children looking forward? Um, so getting it out the mud, um, I feel indifferent on the, the term getting it out the mud um, because why do I feel so indifferent about getting out the mud? I mean, I, I ask that because nowadays that's something that like people brag about, which I, you know, I get it once you've made it out. Um, mm -hmm. But I think, you know, the position that we put the next generation in, especially when we know what we know now, it's like, to me, it might be a little selfish. <laughs> it might be like, you know, should we give our children a head start or should we say, all right, you got to learn some of this stuff on, on your own? <clears throat> so I don't think uh, we should allow them to get it out the mud um, because like I said, like some of us come from really grimy places um, and you don't want your children to experience that. You don't want them to, to die by gunfire. Like that happens a lot in our community. Um, gangs and, and just different things, police brutality, um, they're, they're concentrated in areas. Um, so that's, you know what I'm saying? I feel like that's where the mud is. That's the, the term. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think that's where the term uh, is derived from. So being able to give them opportunities, even if it's, you're setting them up with a, a credit score and a life insurance policy. Um, you know, there's, I feel like, foundations to a, a financial literacy. And, you know, just uh, <clears throat> what what I say about that is like, don't let them get out. Don't let them get it out the mud. If if you can if you can do anything for your children, um, set them up with uh, relationships with the bank. Help them get uh, understanding of uh, credit and how to use it properly. Don't let them leave the house without uh, you know thirty to fifty thousand dollars saved. You can do that from eighteen to twenty one, and then get a mentor to where uh, they're in an industry that you might think you want to go in. Get a mentor and get a trade. Uh, don't leave the house, you know what I'm saying, without a trade. That way you're always able to uh, find work and get paid a, a, a good salary, no matter if you are up or down, no matter if you mess up your credit or whatnot, you still have that trade that you can rely on that's going to pay you and you can always go back and get back with everything that you lost. Mm. And that's important too, right? To always have something that you'll be able to get paid with. Um, mm -hmm. I think the knowledge behind a lot of this is equally, if not more important than the, the money that, you know, folks get started with. Um, but did you always like kind of think like this? Like, did you always have this mentality or would you say um, fatherhood kind of, you know, turned up the, yeah. the notch for you? <laughs> <laughs> Man, fatherhood definitely, uh, yeah. you know what I'm saying, turned the gas on. And it was weird because, you know what I'm saying, uh, growing up with uh, my father in the house, it's just like I, I had a thought process that was like very, um, you know, it wasn't the best thought process. I was like, well, if, if I grew up without a father, then um, maybe he'll, you know what I'm saying? He'll, how can he, he'll, he'll, he'll be able to grow up and be, uh, you know, a, a functional person. Yeah. But it's like, why let them just be a functional person? Why not, why not let them thrive in this world? Because, um, I feel like that's what we're really here for is to not, and it has, it doesn't have to be like monetary, but to just to experience the world to the fullest, um, to not struggle. Um, there's always going to be struggle, but to not have any like super harsh struggles. Right. Um, you know, you still want them to understand hardships, um, letting them know like how people end up on the streets and how to not go down that route. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I think that having kids really turned it up. Yeah. And I mean, I would say, too, like there's a difference between like spoiling someone mm -hmm. and, you know, kind of teaching them. Right. That's because you don't want 100%. your child 
to like, you know, not necessarily get out the mud doesn't mean that you're spoiling them right. And, you know, there's, there could be a balance between teaching as well as allowing them to learn on their own. But, you know, it shouldn't be a point where it's like, all right, you know, you just got, I figured out on my own. So, I mean, you got to do mm-hmm. the same. Like, right. And, and, yeah, and, and, like it, should, it should end somewhere, you know, it should end somewhere. Right. Yeah, that mentality is like, I did it by myself. Like, you can do it too. Like, it's kind of weird. Yeah. Especially when you think about it's a child we're talking about, not, you know. Right. Like, like they didn't ask to be here. Yeah, they didn't ask to be here. Like, you brought this here. Exactly. From your exactly. actions or your inactions to be responsible enough, um, you know, you brought you brought that child here. So um, mm-hmm. that's your responsibility. All right. So one thing I noticed, too, over the course of this episode, right, that I want to talk about when we mentioned income streams, right? Um, is that you've had a skill and like in your CDL, but you've been able to monetize that through different lanes, right? Through YouTube, through the actual driving, um, through the book, right. so on and so forth. So I think sometimes in my personal opinion, sometimes people hear different income streams and think that you got to do or be great at like 10, 15, 20 different things. But in reality, you could probably be good at one thing, which you you know, are, are an example of. So what does that yeah. kind of mean to you to know that like, I'm good at this, so here's how I've been able to monetize it in different ways. Yeah. Um, so, Theus, like, the thing that was introduced to me early on in trucking, there was, like, this huge passive income thing online. Like, everybody's, like, going crazy about wanting to have passive income, and I'm just like, you're doing it wrong. So I saw what people were doing, and I was just like, okay, like, um, I really don't want to work for money. Like, People talk about passive income and trucking. I don't want a phone call in the middle of the night saying that my driver uh, didn't stop my truck driving 110 miles an hour and I have to go deal with that situation. And there are lawsuits that come into play with that. I don't want, that's not passive to me. That sounds like a big headache. So passive to me is when I go to sleep, my money is being made and I have things working for me. Um, My money is like, someone someone put it into a term uh where like your your money is like a soldier and you send them to war people say like your money's a slave like you know make it make it work so i would go to bed thinking about that i would wake up thinking about that and i'd be like okay how do i do it how do i do it and um like one of the ways i first got was like acorns and stash and i was like okay like dividend stocks that was one of the first ways i was like okay that's the that's passive income I invested the money in the time once, and as long as that money's there while I'm asleep or whatever, it's going to bring me more income. And then I figured out that I could make money on YouTube. So I started making YouTube videos, and I was like, okay, let me let me push hard and get monetized. And like I waited, and I waited, and then I finally got monetized. And then YouTube started sending me checks. So I was like, okay, if I'm asleep or whatever, I'm making money. So I was like, okay, what else can I do? And um, I did, uh, I wrote a book. I wrote a book, um, you know, I got, out of, I got out of the truck and I was out of the truck for like a month or two. Like I quit my job and I was like, I, I, cause I've been thinking about, you know what I'm saying? Like what I could do. And I was like, okay, a book. And I thought about like how to write the book and whatever, whatnot, but I just couldn't do it while I was on the road because like um, I, I didn't have, I feel like the time to do it. But once I got off the truck, I sat down and wrote the first edition of my planner mm. and that was another stream of income. That's a royalty payment that I, I, I got just by uh, marketing that. And I can market it in a YouTube video one time. Now YouTube video can get played throughout the day, whatever time somebody clicks on it, they're going to watch that YouTube video and be like, okay, what's that? What are you talking about? And they're going to go and potentially buy that product. Mm. So then I came up with more concepts for books. And now I'm doing merch. And then I got brand deals and affiliate deals where I don't even have to talk to anyone. And they're buying services that I'm offering. And from them doing that, I'm getting a check. Mm. Um, so passive income, like there, there is a definition for passive income. And I, I'm that definition. Like I don't have to work for this money. I've, I've done it. And I do, I want to, you know what I'm saying? That was, a, that was the thing is like, I like things where I do something one time and I get paid forever for it. So anything that I can figure out how to do in, in, in that light, um, I'm looking for that opportunity always. And I'm going to, I'm going to make like, yeah, I made notebooks. 
Like I, I went and made because they're like you can make low content. So this isn't my notebook, but you can make notebooks. That's a that's a low content uh you know channel that you can do and sell that on Amazon. You can make books about cats, a notebook with cats on the cover. Somebody with cats is gonna buy that book. Mm. I'm gonna do I'm gonna make a notebook with cats on the cover because I know somebody's gonna buy that book. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But they there like, you go. <laughs> There are people with thousands and thousands of uh, books on Amazon KDP, mm. you know, and they make they make money, they make good money, and they live off that. Yeah, they make okay. YouTube channel. They make yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. So how how was no? Let me ask this though, right? Because again, I I told you um, before, you know, when people talk about business and when people listen, people like to hear mm-hmm. the success too. But I want to know. How was the process in creating YouTube videos when you weren't getting paid in the beginning? How was it writing a book when you weren't getting paid in the beginning? Like, did you know, not necessarily did you know certain things would go viral or sell well, but did you, like, what made you not quit in the beginning when you weren't getting paid, I would ask? Hmm. Um, I think just the feedback from my YouTube videos that it was helping people. Mm-hmm. Like, people were like, oh, this video is helping me. Like, and they were asking questions and I would get people to reach out and ask me how to get a CDL. So that was like, okay, let me keep making content to help answer these questions and help steer people along the way so that they can get uh, in where they want to reach their goals. Mm. Uh, so with the book, I would have to say like, just understanding. Um, I read I read an article or I talked to a truck driver and um, they were talking about like how um, they were telling me a story about like this old man who was driving a truck and uh, like they found him one day hunched over his steering wheel and he was dead. And I was like, yo, he drove until he really died. And I was like, yo, that's unacceptable. I, I can't do that. Like I have to use, I have to leverage the CDL to get me out of this truck because that's not going to be my life. So I started talking about like financial literacy, uh, investing in, and, and I made a, I made the book and that's what prompted me to make the book and talk about like, like life insurance and, and leveraging the CDL because like, who wants to be that guy to, to drive until they can't drive anymore and then die alone in, in the truck? Mm. Um, to me, I can't do that. You know, that's not the life I want to live. Damn. That's a, a real story, like a real situation an example of like that's yeah. the I, I don't want to say perfect but that should make people really think like you know we use the, the statement of quote working until you die but literally mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying um but in terms of like the people that you've helped and you noticed you were helping that's extremely dope and i want to applaud you on that um but did you Thanks, ever man. like was your approach to like find people that would need your help or in terms of content where you just posting and people would um, kind of tag along or was it a, a combination of both um so i think when i first started posting um it was just the document i'll tell you like when i first i always wanted to do youtube but i just couldn't figure out like what i wanted to do so like when i was doing my moving company i would like film videos on how to pack or like shoot content on how to pack right i never had the guts to post it then like i started trucking and I, for some reason i wanted to do hair videos bro like wave videos or how to cut your hair so i made a video and i put it up online and i was uh, like it got some views and i was just like i'm not about to talk about cutting the hair you know what i'm saying <laughs> but, <laughs> but you know you'd be surprised at like i mean you said it before yeah. like you'd be surprised at what sticks and what kind of you know people really pay oh, attention sure. to uh one of the guys i was watching i was watching like the barber so that kind of what is what influenced me to like you know what I'm saying? It was a guy named 360 Jeezy. And he would like just have, he had tons of content on uh, 360 waves and cutting hair. And he was a barber. So I was just like, yo, I can do that. I, I've been cutting my hair for whatever. And like once once I figured out, like I'm paying this barber so much, so money every week to get a fresh cut. Like I was like, yo, I'm about to start cutting my hair. So mm-hmm. I started in high school. I started cutting my hair and I got like decent at it. But like I said, I wasn't about to make hair videos. Right. Even though they do, they can do well. Dread videos do great on YouTube. I don't, I don't, you know what I'm saying? That's just like, I can't just find myself talking about hair all day. Mm. But what I can talk about all day is money because I've always been around hustlers. I've always been around money. 
people always, you know what I'm saying? Like um, one of my uh, great aunts worked at a bank and like every, every year, Christmas or whatever holidays, like people would always give me and my brother money. And um, my great aunt passed away. But one day I was like looking for my social security card years later. Um, and it was at my, I was at my mom's house and like, I'm going through like paperwork and files. I'm like, yo, I got to get this job or whatever. I need my social. And I come across this piece of paper and it's like, it's like a government bond. Right. And it has my name on it. So I'm like, yo, what is this? So it was like, if you cash this bond now, you'll get a hundred dollars. So I was like, swoop, took it, <laughs> went to the bank. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this I hear you, I hear you, I let me go, you know what I'm saying? And I was like, yo, like, she did that. She probably invested, like, you know what I'm saying, whatever she invested, but it's mature. And now I reap the reward of that. And you know what I'm saying? That was, like, another, another like, light, another bell that went off for, like, that general generational wealth type thing. I was like, yo, like, she's not even here no more. She's still putting money in my pocket. Like, I was like, yo, I have to figure it out. I have to figure it out. Like to, to where it's not like a one-time thing where it's consistent, where I can I can put my uh, children in in the business and 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 hire them and 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 grow the media company and to where we're having more books. Like I have my kids can have coloring books and learning books and you know, things like that. Like that's just where my mind goes when I think about that generational type thing. Yeah, but, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, you know, give your children a head start. You know, and I mean, you know, we talk about generations and, and, and family and children and everything like that. And that kind of leads me um, into the final question that I have for you, um, which is a question that I ask everyone that's ever been on Define Your Legacy. And that question is, how do you want to be remembered? Um, as Chris Lee TV, the online studio coach, uh, a father, a great father, uh, amazing husband. Uh, someone who loved his family and um, to death, you know, I, I loved him and, and provided for his family like he was supposed to. Um, I don't, I, you know what I'm saying? I, I can't let you label me like a deadbeat or uh, whatever type of person to my wife. Like, that's just unacceptable. Uh, how, how, how long have we been on earth? How long have we been here to figure out like how to do things in the right way and people still do them the wrong way, right? Mm -hmm. It's 2022, right? Like, come on. Yeah. So I want to be remembered for, you know what I'm saying, doing right by my family and, you know, just stepping up to the plate, stepping up and taking care of things. Now, I noticed you didn't mention uh, the word money in your answer. Why is that? Um, I, I, I think just because I know, like, I'm very confident that I'm going to be a millionaire, a multimillionaire. Um, like I said, from the things that I saw growing up to the path that I'm on now, I'm way too goddamn ambitious, bro. Like, I don't know if you're cursing this podcast. Oh, no, yeah, you good. You good. I didn't, I didn't stop yeah, you. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm way too, I'm way too ambitious to, to let this stuff just go. And you know what I'm saying? I could have just sat in the truck and drove and, and had yeah. a great income and had a great family and built a house and had nice cars. But I was like, you know, I, I've always been the person who can't, I can't sit down. And I've always had that hustle in me from um, my, my great uh, grandmother. Uh, my, both my great grandmothers were, were hustlers. Like uh, at one point in time, they lived on the same block. Um, my great, my grandma, my grandmother Rose, she owned her house. She actually bought the house that was next door to us uh, so that it wouldn't be uh, riddled with crack, crack addicts and things like that. She tore it down. Uh, so that we could have somewhere to play. My other grandma on the other end of the street, at the end of the block, she taught us the hustle. You know what I'm saying? Like, it wasn't always uh, by the book type stuff, but that's where I learned that type of hustle mentality. So, like, one grandma was, like, the violent jury stuff, like, you know what I'm saying, just flossing and being the, the woman. Like, she was, she was that woman. And then um, the other one was just like, okay, like, this is how you go get it. Like, this is what you do. And I'll tell you the last thing. Um, I had a friend named Philip that I grew up with. And me and Philip, like, we were tight, we were close. But um, this is really the first thing that I saw uh, that motivated me to do everything that I'm doing now. Um, Philip's mother, her name was Corinne. 
And she had a group home. So both of my grandmothers were on the same block. Uh, Miss Corinne's uh, house, she had a group home right down the street, right? So it's like I had to walk a couple blocks to get to the house. But that's where Phillips lived. And um, that's where her group home was. And it was like a, maybe a five or six bedroom house, right? Mm. And we would, me and Philip would play in the house and the young child would see these people with like mental illnesses and stuff like that. But like there was, there was no like, you know what I'm saying? Nothing crazy going on in the house. And Miss Corinne, Mrs. Corinne, she took care of not only the people that lived in the house, but her husband, uh, her two daughters and her two sons. Uh, Corinne, uh, uh, no, uh, Michelle, uh, Stephanie, uh, Little John, Big John, and Philip. They all, you know what I'm saying? And that was, that was one of their houses. They had another house um, by my other grandma in uh, another part of town where it was just them. Like, you know what I'm saying? That's just where they, where they live. But growing up in, like, like I said, where I grew up, it was kind of grindy. Miss Corinne would, with Philip, she had him playing football. He was playing the trumpet. He was playing the saxophone. Um, he was in running track. He was playing basketball. He was playing hockey, ice hockey. I'd never seen nobody that looked like me play ice hockey, but she would take me to, she would take me to go watch him, you know what I'm saying, do those things. And like, I, I made my son play ice hockey. I had my son like play the violin. My son, like, he, he didn't choose to do those things, but I exposed him to those things. Just like I was exposed by Mrs. Corinne. Um, but like her being able to care for so many people and expose Philip to all that stuff, like it really like stamped on my heart, on my soul. And um, I had never seen anyone care for people like that. Like even, you know what I'm saying? Even she cared for me too, you know? She she made sure that everybody was taken care of. Mm. And um, like I, I just like, it just like changed like you know what I'm saying? When I when I grew up, I was just like, yo, like she was really doing that. Yeah. Like, and um that's how I, I you know what I'm saying, I married my wife because she was that type of person. Like she she's that caring type of person who can care for so many people. She wants to own group homes. Uh, she interned at a group home uh, uh while she was in college. And uh, we actually named my daughter. Uh we had the she gave me the honor to name my daughter Corinne mm. after like one of the strongest women that I, I'd ever been around in my life. Yeah. So um, that's, that's, that's uh deep and that's a real story. And, and, and just another proof that how important it is to one, just be a nice person and two, just kind of look out for the next generation, you know, and 100%. honestly defining your legacy, you know, it's like, you know, you, you how you're remembered is, I think is extremely, extremely important. Um, but okay. when you were younger, would you would say like with your, I think your grandmothers or great grandmothers that you were exposed just overall being a hustler or you asked and then they showed you the way no um I, we were very quiet i was a very quiet kid but like i was always like kind of a little mischievous mischievous so i wanted to like i guess that's where my mischievous turned into like uh ambition because i wanted to i wanted to um i wanted to make people laugh i wanted to do like just i the way i turned into an adult like the people i think that watched me grow up like yo we thought this kid was going to be like a comedian or like an actor or something like that or in, in entertainment. But um, that I had the opportunity to do that, but that wasn't the route I wanted to take. But seeing, seeing them um, do those things is what motivated me. I've always been more of an observer. That's why I can like, I can, I can talk about Mrs. Corinne and like tell you like what I saw, like, and, and how that motivated me. And tell you about like my great grandmother and how like she was into fashion. She was into like I said, she was a nurse, but she was a she was a very like she was a boss. Um, she was a staple in our 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 family, and it's unfortunate like she had to pass away, but um, she was a staple in our family. So like me seeing like us get together like uh, soul food type vibes, you know what I'm saying? Like I, being able to remember those things like that that doesn't happen anymore. Like you know what I'm saying? Unfortunately, but I'm, I'm, I'm grateful that I got to experience those things and I'm able to look back on my childhood and be like, okay, like this was the right way. This was the wrong way. Like this is what will lead you like that hustle type thing. Like I'm, I'm grateful for getting some hustle. Like, you know what I'm saying? Some people don't have that. 
like and and you're like yo like this opportunity is out here what are you doing and they're just like yo like if you don't spoon feed them um they they won't eat but they i didn't learn you know saying that's not how i was brought up i was taught to go go if you want to go get it right yeah and not everyone i feel like unfortunately is born that way or even raised that way just like Mm -hmm. you know and, and and that's just a sad truth like i think I mean, you said, you you know, you read Robert Kiyosaki's book, just the idea of how important yep. mentality plays in all of this. You know, like you 100%. hear a lot of like wealthy and rich people say like, you know, wealth starts with the mind. And as irritating as that might sound in the beginning, because mentality doesn't pay the bills, there's also 100%. some truth to that. Like how you feel towards money as a whole plays a huge part yeah. um, in all of this. Um, 100%. But yeah, man, I just want to say thank you again for being on the show. Um, if you could, man, you know, drop your social media, um, drop your YouTube, I guess your Twitter, mm-hmm. your Instagram, where people can buy your books, everything like that. Run, run uh, as I say, run wild with the promo. Yeah, so you can find um, everything that I do on my website, chrisleetv.com. I'm on TikTok at chrisleetv, um, Instagram, chrisleetv. Uh, YouTube, Chris Lee TV, uh, Twitter, I'm Chris Lee TV three because somebody beat me to it. Mm. Um, but if you Google Chris Lee TV, all one word, um, I'm that guy that's going to pop up. Got you, got you, got you, got gotcha. All right. And um, do you have any, uh, I say you want to show us uh, uh, the, the books if you have them right next to you? Yeah, yeah sure. So um, this is one of the books I created. It's called The Financial Planner for Truckers. Um, it helps you track your finances and budget for the week, for the month, for the day. And um, it's a really great asset to have out here. Um, a lot of things that people don't understand is that when you're in trucking, yeah, you get paid a lot. You might get uh, four to $10,000 a week, but you have uh, higher expenses. Uh, if a truck breaks down or if you want to go buy food from the truck stop, it's like a times three uh, tag on that, right? Um, so that's why I created that. So people could see like where your money's going as a new driver. And then also, um, if you want to get into owning a truck, it helps you understand like, uh, what, what's, what, what you can write off. Like, okay, what, what type of expense was this? What did I, was this, uh, like work on the truck or did I buy food or, uh, things like that. So that's why I created that. Um, again, because I saw like there was a lack of financial literacy out here for us drivers. Um, and then this book is an organizational tool. Uh, so if you, if you're able to stay organized out here on the road, it it clears your mind a lot. Um, sometimes we go into these shippers and we have so much stuff on our mind that we'll forget, uh, 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 an important number that we need. Uh, and we'll have to walk back to the truck and that'll put us in the back of the, the line or whatever. Right. So if you have, uh, somewhere to write all that stuff down which is what this book was created for. You can write down your shipping number, your load number, your trailer number, um, all the information you need to get a load from a shipper, which is the only way you're going to get the load is if you have the information. So if it's all in one place, you go to them and you look organized, you look professional, um, then they're going to treat you a a lot better, I promise you, um, than they would if you uh, were forgetful and you had to go back and, you um, you know, uh, and, and do things like that yeah. so i have those two books i have like the three more books i'm going to put out i have a notebook i have a also um a, a trucking uh, blueprint course or it's an ebook a trucking blueprint ebook on how to get um your mind ready to be a truck driver um this is a lifestyle change it's uh, a lot of things that you do normally um you don't really you can't really take that into uh, like a, a regular person getting into trucking, you have to adapt to the lifestyle. Uh, so while adapting, like on uh, as far as your surroundings, you also need to adapt your mindset. Mm-hmm. So that's what the ebook is about. Okay, okay, okay. And again, everything for the most part that you named is aligned with, you know, what your 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 main, I guess, quote unquote, thing mm-hmm. is. And so I just 100%. use that as a reminder for people: is you no, know, just. You know, your gift is your gift and it's okay to, you know, use it. Um, but yeah, man. So are there any uh, final words that you have for uh, defining your legacy audience? Um, just stay 10 toes down um, and whatever you're doing, 
if you have a plan, if you have a goal, don't let anyone talk you out of it. Um, like I said, if you if you know someone, if you're a younger person, um, just make sure that if you if you if you, I know you heard me when I said like if before you come out of the house, like have money saved, have a mentor, have have a good credit score, um, have a have a skill or a trade, like that all that stuff will set you up to where you can pretty much do anything in life. Um, start it, start start investing early, uh, you know, and and do things that the people around you aren't doing. So, um, if anything, uh, I can leave you guys. Uh, it will be with that. Yeah, but well, we 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 appreciate it, man. I think I speak on behalf of everyone that'll listen to this episode. We definitely appreciate it. Um, and again, y'all, yeah, on the defining legacy front, make sure, of course, you subscribe to the YouTube, Apple Podcast, Spotify, follow on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, as well as check out the link in the description of this episode for the online store. Um, it's been a dope, dope episode. Thank you again, Chris Lee TV, for pulling up on Defining Legacy. And just like that, y'all, we out. Stay blessed. Peace.